You're listening to the Mess and Mercy podcast with Katie Sanders, where you'll be inspired to grow in your walk with Jesus and live out your God-purposed life by faith and obedience. Now, here's your host, Katie Sanders. Good morning, everybody. I have a um, quick, not so quick word from the Lord. Um, Last week, I posted a video at home with some Skittles about salvation, and I tried to show y'all an object lesson of what it means to sin and how that makes us separate from God. And I've had a lot of questions, a lot of good feedback about how seeing that made a difference in the understanding of um, who God is and, and and what He has for us. So. But since then, I've had a lot of questions, and I have also had a lot of word from the Lord. He, uh, I have three napkin um, sermons, and I've got to decipher them. Napkin words are really hard because God speaks so hard, or so fast that I jot it down, and it's messy, and I can't read it, and sometimes I can't follow my thoughts. So we're going to wing this one, and then we're going to make salvation out of a series, and we are going to talk about it until... Uh, God leaves me alone about it. So, today we are going to talk about the difference between a sinner as a saved Christian and sin as an unbeliever. And I think the first thing that is important to establish before we have this conversation is um, just who God is and and why it's important um, at all. So, God, we see God because we all have knowledge of the cross and and God's sacrifice of his son and the resurrection. We see God as um, mercy and goodness and um, grace and blessings and um, love and all of those good things that we know that God is. God is unfailing and unchanging and he is all of those things but there are two things that I want to talk about that God is that um, we kind of set set aside and maybe not uh, we know this about God but um, the other God, the, the good one uh, takes precedence over that. Good as in quote unquote not that God is not good. Um God is self-sufficient. God does not need us for anything. He spoke this world into existence. He gave us life, and then he gave us life in eternity, if we so choose. God does not need our help. But because we know that God is self-sufficient, and we know that he does not need us, how much more does that... um, speak to his character when we know that he wants us that he wanted a relationship so bad not for any gain of his own because he is almighty and incapable of all things but because he wanted to fellowship with us he saw fit to see to send his son to die on the cross perfect and sinless as a sacrifice to bridge the gap between us and him like that's real God God you you see God in in that statement you see him as a God that that wants us 
that wants to love us and wants to commune with us so bad that he sacrificed the one perfect thing to come and live with us and stand in the gap for us. So I think that that first and foremost is, is super important. And we need to see God as, as a holy God, as a God that is completely separate from who we are. And we talked about this in small group at my house last week, but God is perfect, flawless, incapable of being associated with or to commune with sin. He is pure, righteous, right, just, and so he is so separate from us. From the time, I, I'm, I'm not trying to get legalistic with you. Stick with me. You want to hear this. This is going to convict your heart. But you've got to know the history. We talked some about the high priest and the atonement for sin. But you need to understand that God was here. And you are here. And the high priest is in the middle. We were not able to approach God. And the high priest had to scrub and do all of these things to make him ceremonially clean before he could approach the Holy of Holies and make atonement for his sin. So we were like this with God always. And then when the holy priest would make atonement only once a year, a sacrifice that would have to continue and continue and continue because it was not sufficient for the sin, you're still over here and God's still over here and you still have no access to him. You just are free of his wrath as a result of that sacrifice. So, Jesus came, perfect, sinless, stood here, died and was resurrected, and now it's closed and you are right next to God if you believe and accept Jesus. So we're talking about why the um, sinner sin is different from the saved sinner. And, and this is where I kind of think that the church gets, I won't say confused. And when I say the church, I don't want people to, to think that I'm bashing the church. I love the church. My heart is for the church. My ministry is for the church. But we have become so um, legalistic in what we, we believe and, and um, what we see is okay and not okay. And we set an unprecedented, unprecedented image that the church is for um, the super Christian Christian. And that, that is not who God came for. God did not come for the religious leaders uh, in, in the Old Testament. He came for the sick. He came to heal. And, and it, the, the people that he used in the Bible, the, the whore at the well was one of his first um, encounters coming out of the, the wilderness, the one that had many husbands, the one that had many flaws. He said, I have something to give you, something that is better than, than anything. You would never thirst again. You would be full. He used her 
to carry on his mission. It, it, we have set this, this image that says, man, I can't, I can't go to church because I have holes in my jeans and, and, and she is perfect and her marriage is perfect and her kids are clean and her floors are probably clean too. And, and what would they think because my floors aren't clean or my marriage is a wreck or I cheated on my husband and I'm broken or I can't stop drinking because I'm sad and I need God but I can't access him because I cannot approach people that are perfect because their lives are perfect and my life is not perfect and because of that I am lost and that is that was not the mission of Christ Christ came to heal the sick the church was supposed to be a hospital for the sick not the people that thought they had it together and so I think as a culture we need to be more open to some humility some transparency some honesty I'm off of my napkin so hang on I want to make this as quick as possible for y'all. Um, so we talked about how we set the standard. So in saying all of that, do we understand that we're the problem? Like because of our superficial dressed up version of the Christian people that need God, that want God, that seek God, have no communion with believers because we have set an impossible standard that not even ourselves can uphold. Like, if you can't be real about the things that are going on in your life and the things that are going on in your marriage or your home or your finances or your children, your children's lives or any of those things, if you, if you cannot be honest with yourself, how do you expect to heal and how do you expect to help? So. God is not, when you come to Christ, you are unable to be snatched out of his hand. Like, I guess uh, people ask me what my denomination is all the time, and, and I don't really have, uh, my answer is, it's Jesus. I, I believe in the Bible. That's what I believe. Um, I don't claim to be Baptist or Catholic or Pentecostal or any of those things. I claim to love the Lord, but my beliefs probably throughout my study of scripture most associate with the Baptist faith. I believe that once saved, always saved. I believe that you cannot be snatched out of the hand of God. My salvation is sure. I know that no matter what, God has me. I believe in believer's baptism. And because I believe all of those things, I, I, I know who God is. And I, I understand that he is not for sin and that he is against sin and sin is a separation from us. But what I also understand is because all of those things are sure, that's why he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus because sin was bad. Sin made him separate and he wanted to love us. So God does not become disappointed per se about your sin. Where his disappointment comes is our unwillingness to, to turn and repent from that sin. God, the problem is not that we cannot, that we did A, B, and C wrong. God is an understanding, sovereign God. And because of that, he understands and sent something to stand in place for the A, B, and C that he knows we're not always going to get right. And so, 
the difference does not become where where is the line what can I get away with the the difference is am I saved or am I not do I know God or do I not and in last week we talked about how how we had to choose you you can't stand in the middle you cannot continue to live an unobedient life and walk with Christ and this is where I my question comes is were you really saved because I, I was not I, I was not I thought I was and I wasn't until I realized who God was and what he had for me and so I'm gonna kind of tell you this story and this is where it's gonna get good so just hang in okay I was at my house this has been a, a hot second ago at this point um, and that'll just tell you how long the Lord has been working on on this and I believe his perfect is timing um, his timing is perfect and this is all for a reason that it's just now pushed together but I was sitting at my table and I was talking to somebody and we were in a serious conversation and my my daughter Gracie it's all it's always Gracie um, kept interrupting and interrupting and interrupting and um, finally the person I was talking to stopped and said Gracie what is so important that you thought it was okay to interrupt two adults talking that that's not good manners what what is so what is so much more important than what me and your mom are talking about right now and Gracie smiled and said Jesus died on the cross to save our sins but that's not what I wanted I really needed more chocolate milk and we laughed and we were like, yeah, Air 5, that's super clever. Um, but the more I thought about that, the more it convicted my heart, not for my five-year-old, that I, I don't hurt for her because she does not understand the capacity of God's love for us and his sacrifice and the things that that means. Because I have sat with that kid and we have done homework together and when I tell you we have read the word thee for hours on end and she still could not tell me that word is thee, I understand why she does not understand who God is and what it means. But the general consensus from Christians is that we know God is important and we know that his resurrection is significant. And we know that there is power in a living, resurrected Christ. But we want more milk. And we don't accept Him as our Savior. We accept Him as our supporter. And they're, they're not the, the same things. We teach that... Um, God is blessings and God is favor and obedience brings reward but the problem is we do not measure success like God measures success and it's Christ that's the reward do not expect to come to Christ and say but what I really wanted was more milk what I really wanted was for you to save my marriage what I really wanted was for you to make things easier for me what I really wanted is for you to heal my mom what I really wanted was for you to save that addict in my life what I really wanted was for you to protect my child Jesus was the gift. Jesus 
is the gift. It's peace. It's provision. It's grace. Does your heart break for the things that you fall short on? It is not a question of what sin counts and what sin doesn't. The question is, do I know God or do I not? God as important, but we do not see him as life sustaining. You know, there was, the, and anybody that knows me, that knew me 10 years ago, 15 years ago, knows what, what a mess I was. And, and I would go out and I would drink and drive and make stupid mistakes and lies and all of those things and in the morning when I woke up it was not because I, I felt bad but it wasn't because my heart was convicted for the things that I had sinned against God it was because I had a hangover and a lot of people that know my testimony and know my story think it's a result of, of my broken childhood um, that it was because of my parent that was an addict or the domestic abuse that I witnessed or my dead dad that it was that house fire or all of those trips to rehab for my mom that, that it was those things. But my story is not my testimony. My story is sin. The mistakes of those surrounding me were a direct result of sin. The decisions that I made to cope with the things that surrounded me were sin. Don't you see? Salvation changes you. And anybody that knows who I was, what I've come from, and where God has carried me to, it's proof. So quit covering up the imperfections of your life. I am unashamed of the mistakes that I've made and the choices that led me to the place that I am. And I'm open and willing to talk about any of the lies that I've told the sex that I had, the beers that I drank because God healed me and he used me and I have a following of 5,000 women that are broken and open to talk to me and know the Lord because I am not perfect. You have the ability to save souls by giving them exposure to God. All he needs is, is an opportunity. It's so important. The question is not what sin counts and what sin doesn't. 
It is, do you know God or do you not? Don't tell me that God can't change you because the people that know me see me. No change, no change church, no changes, no Christ. Do you understand? You can not come in contact with the Lord and not be changed. No changes, no Christ. I don't care who told you that you could pray the prayer and that you could be washed by the water and you understand because we acknowledge the importance of all of those steps. But if we don't know God first and foremost, that means nothing because this is between you and God. Ultimately, your heart and God's heart reconciled to one another. That is what this is about. It's not about a prayer. It's not about baptism. It's not about church attendance. It's not about your study of scripture. It is about you. No change means no Christ. When you come into contact and you come up under God, He is Lord. And He will convict you and He will move you and you will make the decision to want to change. Not because you are excited about, but God I need. But because God is holy and He is provision and protection and He is worthy to be praised no matter what. Not because of reward, not because of blessing, not because of provision, but because He is God. It's not about what you do right and what you do wrong. It's about your relationship with Christ. I hope that this has made you realize that you are separate from God. If you do, if you have not accepted Jesus, if Jesus has not changed your life, you are separate. You are not in communion with God. And that scripture, that super scary scripture that says, but God, I, I, I prophesied in your name, but God, I did things in your name. And God says, who are you? I do not know you. Um, I just, I pray you understand. I pray that um, this makes sense to you. I pray that it would encourage you to step outside of, um, of your box that, um, that you would share your testimony, that you would share your problems, and that you would um, heal. Because God is a God of broken. Jesus came for broken, sinful, dirty, bad, messy people. But if you accept Christ, there is mercy in the messes. Dear God, I pray that this has been a word of conviction, that it has been true and testifies to your character and your word, God. I pray that you would help the people to, to see themselves for, for who they are, for their hearts to be opened and um, 
broken God to humble themselves before you and know that you are the Almighty, that you are Lord, and that you are separate and self-sustaining, and that you don't need us, God, but you want us. That if their, their hearts would be convicted, Lord, that they would accept you but they would also reach out to a mentor and be and be counseled God into who you are and what your blessings mean that they will not serve you for a cup of milk God but for who you are we thank you so much for the words that you give us for the conviction for the way that you minister over our lives God we thank you for Jesus and his payment God we thank you for you amen if you were encouraged by today's message, hit subscribe and meet us here again. Or head on over to Katie's website, messandmercy.com, to find more encouragement like free devotionals, Bible studies, and the blog. Thank you for tuning in to the Mess and Mercy podcast. We hope to see you again.